Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's about to be an incredible Monday show. I'm Emmanuel Acho. That's the one and only Dave Hellman. He's excited. Joy Taylor, she's happy to be here. Shady, he always happy. Eagles all-time rushing leader. Put some respect on his name. Now, we got to talk about the game everybody was watching last night. Justin Herbert, once again, takes a loss. Eventually, he got to stop losing. Now, I get it. I get it. I get what y'all want to say. Look, Acho Herbert did his job, but did he? With 31 seconds left, Justin Herbert takes a sack and then gets picked. Now, for context, last week, you saw Tom Brady. The week before, you saw Josh Allen. You've seen guys with less time make plays, but not Justin Herbert. That was the sack. And now here, second and 15, he's going to throw a pick. These things matter. He threw a 60-yard strike early in the game in the first quarter, but that was a long time from that pick that cost himself the game. Justin Herbert's last pass, interception. uh, Patrick Mahomes' last pass, touchdown. But here's what's most important. Justin Herbert's now 5-5 on the season, on pace to once again miss the playoffs for the third consecutive season. I want y'all to see the quarterbacks with 30 starts through their first three seasons who have missed the playoffs. Now, these are the ones that have made them. Josh Allen, Burrow, Griffin, Lamar Jackson. You see the list of the names of quarterbacks through 30 starts through the first three seasons that made the playoffs. Guys like Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, they've done that. But now look at the quarterbacks that have missed the playoffs. This is what's most telling. Blake Bortles, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill's the best name on that list. Justin Herbert. That's not a good list to be on. The game was amazing. Patrick Mahomes was amazing. Justin Herbert made great plays. But it's time we call it what it is. And Justin Herbert, what it is, is you losing once again. (sighs) Had to get that off my chest, Shady. I had to. Uh, Was it a good Chiefs win or a bad Herbert loss? I think it was a good Chiefs win. I think it was a great Chiefs win. I mean, I gotta give a lot of credit to Andy Reid. Like, I know what I said about just not having Tariq Hill, be a different offense, but man... They are still – they're running like a machine. They, they can't miss. Travis Kelsey is a dog. The best quarterback in the game, Patrick Mahomes, is a dog. I think it was a great game by them. Uh, you know, the, the Chargers came down there and scored, put pressure on them, and what did they do? They were right down the field and scored. Let's just talk about that drive, their last touchdown drive. By the way, that was great by Andy Reid. He seen that they had um, Darwin James head-on-head, man-on-man with Travis Kelsey, right? Bump-and-run type of coverage. Mm-hmm. The first – Drive, or I'm saying the first play, it was like he chip blocked. Same formation, same formation. The second play, same formation, lined up the same way, fake chipped, and they did a um um a, a pick route, route yep. a rub route, and then he went off and did his thing. That was so great. I just think you know that that offense, Chiefs, the Chiefs offense, they're, they're lights out. So it was so a better good win. Chief, good Chiefs win. Better win for them. Yeah. Boy, where are you staying? Good Chiefs win, bad Herbert loss. It was. 
was an amazing Chiefs win. But we've seen that. We've seen it a million times, you know? It's not that it's less impressive when we see it, but that's what makes this more of a bad Herbert loss. I'm not all the way with you yet because they haven't missed the playoffs yet. If they do manage to crawl their way out of this and make it to the playoffs, <laughs> I'm going to have to give them credit. Sure. But the season, season's not over. Yeah. But you, you got you to beat the big dog. You got to do it at home. And I get the Chargers don't have the best home field advantage. <laughs> but you got to do it. Like this is, this, is, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to split the season series in the division. And they're not doing it. And he can't throw an interception at the end. Now, here's, here's the reason why I've got I've to give this criticism to Justin Herbert. When Patrick Mahomes did this exact same thing earlier in the year and threw the, the interception in the Bills yep. game, we did not let him off the hook. Not at all. That man has a league MVP, a Super Bowl, do. and a return Super Bowl visit. Yep. Don't even need to compare resumes to Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So if we're going to give Patrick Mahomes a hard time for throwing that. Wait, did we? I yeah, didn't. we did. Mm-hmm. No, is I he, is he still the best quarterback oh. in the league? Is Josh Allen better? See, I'm, I'm, I'm over kid. here like I didn't give him a hard time for that. Okay. So. Uh, I, I did. We, 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 did not let him off the, did. we did not let him off the hook entirely for throwing that interception. Now, we didn't erase his entire legacy because of, of it. But he got some criticism and he deserved it. He threw an interception at the end of the game. All right, well, Justin Herbert has to do that. And... Even more because he doesn't have the resume that Patrick Mahomes has. So you got to give him criticism when it's in your hands and you don't get it done. What would happen if that was Tua that threw that interception? They would I burn. Think about that. No, 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 no. He's they playing... would burn the league to the <laughs> ground. <laughs> no, but he's playing so <laughs> well. That. That if Tua love. threw that interception in that moment with an opportunity to win the game, <clears throat> three timeouts, they would Ooh. burn Ooh. it to the ground. If Burrow did it, when Burrow was struggling early in the season, we were on his head when oh. Burrow was struggling. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, no one will even say he's a franchise quarterback. Everyone's like, oh, I just, just need to see a little bit more than this eight-game win streak. I just need to see a little bit more than winning against the Colts. I just need to see a little bit more. But somehow, Herbert just, it's just the softest little landing. The softest. Softest little landing. You know why? It's because, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but, like, I see Justin Herbert drop back and drift out of the pocket and uncork that freaking mm-hmm. rocket launcher throw <laughs> to Joshua Palmer going against the that grain. That was beautiful. It was. Yep, over the 80 mountains. yards in the air, over the mountains. It, it's it's easy to be down. enamored with the guy. I like I, I fall in this weird in-between where I get it. I, it's totally fair to say Justin Herbert deserves some criticism. But I just I, – I, I, I lean more toward a good Chiefs win, I guess. Mainly – and I don't want to say it because I know what's going to happen – so I'll just do it. Happy Monday. I'll be nice to you. I expected the Chiefs to beat this banged-up Chargers team. I expected the Chiefs to beat a Chargers team that has lost the vast majority of the help that Justin Herbert was supposed to have. Even, you know, he got his receivers back in this game. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams didn't finish the game. He didn't. Make so even, even in yeah, a game where he yeah. had a break go his way, I just – it's hard to take the Chargers seriously as a contender because of all the things they've lost over the course of the season. And then Patrick Mahomes goes in and does what he always does. So I'm just like, yeah, the Chiefs are the best team in the league for my money, and I'm not particularly surprised by any of this. And if you want to dog on Justin Herbert for not coming through in the clutch against a much better team, you can do that. Don't do that. I don't, just don't, don't feel that. You see how I try to burn, believe, manipulate that? I just don't feel that strong about it. dog on Justin Herbert for not coming through in the clutch versus a much better team. No, 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 no. Here's my issue, Dave, and let me say a lot of things. Let me start with this. You remember the name Jim Jeffcoat? Yes. Jim Jeffcoat, Cowboy, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. His son, Jackson Jeffcoat, played basketball, playing at West. Playing against the Sun one time, playing basketball, comes through the lane, two hands, cocks it back, yam, dunks, Ooh. whole arena erupts. 
My coach came to the sideline after he called timeout. He said, hey, remember, a dunk's only worth two points. Mm. <laughs> remember that Justin Herbert 60-yard bomb that you were enamored with, hey, it's worth six points. That pick that Justin Herbert threw that cost him the game, it was worth the game. So I'll start with that. Shady, here's what I have trouble with, though. Bring, bring it to me. How do you talk to you? Why <laughs> in football is this the only place where we focus more on positives and negatives? In relationships, somebody could be perfect all day. Don't let them be five minutes late to dinner. You won't forget the flowers they got you. You won't forget the sweet nothing text message they sent. All you can think about is the wrong that they did. Political affiliations. A party might have a bunch of good things they stand for, but that one negative that you don't like, oh, that's all you're going to be fixated on. But with Justin Herbert, he throws a pick with 31 seconds, keep in mind, last week, Josh Allen, 30 seconds left, marches down the field, sends the game in overtime. Week before, Tom Brady, 42 seconds left, marches down the field versus the Rams, wins the game. But Josh Allen, with 30 seconds, you're going to take a sack when you should have passed it, and you're going to pass it when you should have ran it. And we're not going to pay any mind to that because you're playing a much better Chiefs team. No. It's time to win games in moments like that. Your former teammate, my former teammate, Jason Kelsey, he said one of my favorite quotes over the weekend. What is that? He was talking about Dallas Goddard when Dallas Goddard got face masked yeah. and got hurt. Jason Kelsey said, hey, it's not a face mask. The reporter said, huh? He said, it's not a face mask. You want to know why not? Because the ref didn't call it. Yeah. And it's a loser's yeah. mentality to think that something happened that didn't occur. So Justin Herbert didn't have a winning performance. Why? Because he didn't win. So, so they scored with a minute and 46 seconds left, right? Yes. I was thinking when watching the game, why didn't they drain the clock? Right? They, had, they had it. They, they had a possession of the ball first down. It's like first and goal. Why didn't they drain the clock a little bit? Because you know that you got Andy Reid and you got Patrick Mahomes. I didn't like that part of the game. But I'll say this. What you want him to do, though? Right? He go down there and score with a minute something left, okay? Hear me out for a second. I'm here. And then when, when they, when they get the ball back, you, you show them clips. Yep. It's Chris Jones all in his face. Seven-man protection. What do you want him to do to? Seven-man protection. I don't protection. care what the – Don't take on. a sack. Time out. Seven-man protection. I don't care. I don't take a sack. <laughs> I heard you, coach. I heard you, coach. Hey, I'm saying back to you, coach. <laughs> what do you want him to do when the defender's all in his face? What are you supposed to do with Throw that? Throw the ball away, Shady. Hey, Dave, I, I got a on, question. Man. Again, again, I didn't play that long in the league. I played four years. Played four years uh, in college. But I have a question. Can you carry timeouts from one game to the next? No, you cannot. Okay, so they finished the game with two timeouts. Yeah. Brandon Staley is not like a to-go meal, big dog. You can't put it in the fridge and eat it later. The timeouts, so give him, so give him some of that. No, because Herbert's on the field. Joy, he he had some thoughts though. Did you want to retort to what Shady said? Because you were also had thoughts about the final possession. Where do you stand with Justin Herbert? Why do you need him to convert in moments like that? Is a better leftovers be fire though. They do. Everybody don't eat leftovers. I love leftovers. I do love leftovers. To answer your question about why we always focus on the positive, it's because this is hard. It's hard to win football games. A mm -hmm. lot of things have to go the, the right way. It's hard to play the quarterback position. But we give you so much praise when you play the quarterback position at a high level yep. yeah. that we elevate you over everything else that happens around you. True. And yes. money, too. <laughs> yes. So when you don't get it done, you got to keep that same energy for him. I like Justin Herbert a lot. I, personally, I think he's a, a good guy. He's a good representation <laughs> for the league. Right. He's a good representation. He's a good rep for his team. Seems like he does the right thing. He's smart. He's very talented. Eyeball tests. He's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, you could not design like what is he? He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He, he he's got a cannon for an arm. He's smart. Good teammate. Like what? He's, he's perfect. But you've got to win. 
And in these moments, when you're going up against a guy like Patrick Mahomes and you have an opportunity, you got to get it done. And the reason I think it's, I, I got to lean with Ocho a little bit is we are so nice about this with Justin Herbert because of the eyeball test. Look, we tend to be nice to, you know, good-looking people. It happens. Uh, you know, this is what it is. Okay? Sure. Not about just physically. I'm saying he looks fun to watch. He is a, he has a big arm. Yeah. He's exciting. He's electrifying. But he's not getting it done. You can't, get you can't it throw done, that, that interception in that moment. You can't do you it. You can't do if it. If it was anyone one. else, any one of his peers, we would be roasting them on a spit right now. That is a good point. I don't have a rebuttal to that. Uh, and, yeah, I would say Justin Herbert – gets treated more delicately than most quarterbacks who are in year three. Why? You're the journalist. You're the one who writes the he's, articles. Because he's, he's amazing to watch. I, I want to hear it from you, David Hellman, who probably wrote an article about Herbert this morning that he's, I will not read. That rude. That's rude. Yeah, I don't come care. on, man. Give me the click. Support your, support your friends. He's incredibly fun to watch. And I also think part of it is charters don't matter that much. Mm. And I just I, I don't mean that to like throw shade at them, but think about think about the quarterbacks that we would kill. I mean, like, uh, Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott not kill goes him, without saying. No matter what. Again, Philadelphia, these big cities they with these passionate fan bases that are just always in the spotlight. Now, granted, this game got flexed to prime time, but it's very – I've lived in L.A. long enough to realize, like, it's very easy to drift below the radar in Los Angeles as a football player. <laughs> like, even – like, I, I was literally joking. True. I was like, damn, there's a Sunday night game here this week. You're like, in, in 28 of 32 NFL cities – Sunday night football is the talk of the town from, like, Wednesday until the game. It's like, oh, you're in town for the game? The Chiefs are here? You kidding me? And here I was like, oh, wow, there's yeah, a game. Yeah, we had Elton. Yeah, like, there's a game. <laughs> so far, so that's not to let him off the hook. I just, I just don't think the Chargers get treated like that because of a lack of fans, because of a lack of attention. Justin Herbert could change that. He hasn't done it yet, though. Dave Hellman, FoxSports.com. Y'all read his articles because I will not be reading his <laughs> Justin Herbert article. But really? I will say this. Um, Justin Herbert is a social media quarterback. What do I mean? Justin Herbert makes throws that can go viral on social media in this day and age. Instagram reels, TikTok videos, Twitter clips. He makes social media throws. And on social media, they don't show you interceptions. That's not fun. People aren't going to retweet a pick. People aren't going to retweet a bad sack. People aren't going to retweet a bad decision. But that is who Justin Herbert is, a social media quarterback. We always look for Ooh. Justin Herbert to succeed. But had Tua made the mistake to throw a pick in the end of the game with two timeouts remaining, he'd be crushed, like Joy said. Had Jalen Hurts thrown a pick with two timeouts remaining at the end of the game, he would be crushed. But for whatever reason, our beloved Justin Herbert, he does it, and we simply look away. I won't. I'm looking dead into the heart of the camera. Coming up, the Cowboys might still be scoring on the Vikings right now. I think Dak Prescott just threw another touchdown. They dominated from start to finish. They had to change the game. It was embarrassing. We got to talk about it next. Speak. Don't go anywhere. It's a vibe. Yo. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Well, the Cowboys were rewarded with tons of points on Sunday, 40 of them, y'all. And Dak Prescott had two touchdown passes. Defense sat Kirk Cousins seven times in a blowout win. Jerry Jones said, this is a team you could go and get a Super Bowl with. Now, in case you were not watching, I have to bring this to everybody's attention. Joy, have you ever seen it where a team is getting beat so bad, they literally changed the games mm -hmm. nationally? Like, that happens maybe once every four years. It doesn't happen that often in the NFL because there usually aren't blowouts like Correct. this. Correct. Like, I literally heard, we're going to take you to a more competitive matchup. <laughs> and they switched wow. from the Cowboys game. Y'all realize That's producers crazy. work countless and tireless amounts of hours to put the Cowboys on TV. So for the Cowboys to whoop the Vikings so bad that they took America's team off TV says something. Um, to me, I saw a statement being made, but Joy, did the Cowboys put the whole NFC on notice? No, I can't go that far. I, look, I, I'm not surprised about the Vikings. Who told you? <laughs> Just listen to your boy. I tried to tell you about the Vikings. But the Cowboys, I, I feel like I've seen maybe not this much of a beatdown, but I've seen them do sneaky little things like this before. <laughs> I've seen Dak, Dak have big games. I've seen them put it all together. Certainly, I'm not surprised by the defense, who had a tremendous day yesterday, obviously. I, I just I can't go that far with the Cowboys. What have I been saying about the Vikings all along? I will be the last one on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll be the last one to another bandwagon as well, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. I've just... I have this feeling that I've seen these things before. And until I see them do, not this, but until I see them perform in the postseason, I'm just quietly watching, enjoying the football, enjoying watching this defense, Michael Parsons and everyone fly around. It's exciting. Awesome. Crazy. Going crazy. Yeah. But I got to see it in the postseason. So I can't go as far as to say they put everyone on notice. Dave, let me boost up your intelligence for a moment for the viewer. You put out a tweet yesterday that I found fascinating, and it really spoke to the fact that you know more about Cowboys football than anybody on television. You Gas me up, that... Let's go. <laughs> Gas me up. You said that this was the most impressive Cowboys victory, at least one of the top four you've seen in your 10 years of covering the team yep. since 2012. Those other victories were what? And then talk to me about this one. Did the Cowboys put the NFC on notice? This is right up there with any that I've seen. The other ones that came to mind, when Dak was a rookie, they had a couple. They beat up on a couple playoff teams. They went to Lambeau Field and beat Aaron Rodgers by two touchdowns. 2014, the year after they grabbed the division lead from y'all two up in Philly, oh. it, was a, it was a baseball hat game. Shots fired. It was like, win this game and you get the division. They crushed an 11-5 Colts team, 42-7. to It was when Andrew Luck was still there, put it on them. But this was right up there with any of those. And, Joy, I agree with your points to a degree. But where I differ, and it's not the postseason. That's fair. We just have to wait and see what happens there. Totally fair. But this is different for one specific reason. During Dak Prescott's career, the Cowboys have been very good at beating up on bad teams. Mm -hmm. This, we, we can have a conversation about whether or not the Vikings are frauds. They're 8-2 and two with a negative point differential. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. That's just a fact. So I'm not trying to sell you that the Vikings are the best team in the league, but this was a team that's going to be in the playoffs. Like, even right. with the loss, the Vikings are 99% locked to win their division. They're going to be part of the postseason, and they're not an NFC East team. Yep. This is not the common type of opponent that you play twice a year every year. So to go to their house and do that, it's incredibly impressive. I don't know how you could see it as anything other than a statement knowing that this team is capable of doing that. We've seen it from their defense, right? 
with every game, really, except the Packers, this defense has dictated the pace. They've gotten sacks. They've gotten takeaways, all that good stuff. Now you partner it with an offense that is capable of looking like that. 40 points, 458 yards of offense. Ooh, this team sounds great, don't they? Seven straight scoring drives. Yeah. Eight out of ten on the day. Eight out of ten possessions ended in points. It's a statement. <clears throat> I, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl or anything crazy like that, but it is a statement that I have not seen this team make in ten years. Oof. Yes. I like that point. Did they make a statement, Big Dog? I wouldn't say they made a statement. I thought that they showed that um, they could be a physical team, right? I, I thought that they couldn't be that. Um, the, the games that I did watch, they got ran over. They didn't look physical. They got bullied. And they showed that they can be bullies, right? If you really watch that game, shout out to Callum Moore. He did a great job as an OC. He, um, he had the most um, effective, the most plain game plan that you can have for the Cowboys, right? They ran the ball all day from start to the end. I mean, if you look at the running backs, right, they had four, it was 40 carries, right? Now, Dak Prescott, I want to get on with Dak Prescott, right? Okay. I, now, I gave the Cowboys they love. You did. They did a good you job, did. and they put everybody on notice. But let's talk about Dak here, right? So, Dak. Which part? He, you said he played a great game. He played better than Kirk? He did play better than Kirk. Okay. okay. But, he, sure. he, but you said he played a great game, right? Just making sure. And you also said that you like that the last segment we talked about Herbert, how he had 80 yards in the air. Well, Dak averaged five yards in the air last game, right? Slants, flats. He threw. He threw one. He threw three passes over 20 yards, and one of them was to a, a, a wheel route to mm -hmm. the running back top, um, Tony, Pollard. Tony Pollard. So I'll say this: beautiful ball. It's going to be hard to beat teams. Now I'm being serious. It's going to be hard to beat teams, good teams, right? Once you stop the run, then what? We got to put the ball in the quarterback's hands. Same thing we talked about the Packers. So the Cowboys made a statement, but Dak didn't. Is what you're saying? Yeah. I, I thought they, they ran the ball well. I mean, I mean, Pollard was went lights out. Zeke played really well. But my thing is, okay, you can't just beat everybody by running the ball and throwing slants, wheel routes, flat routes, and, and dump offs here's my and thing. win games. Here's my thing, though, 2-5. I think the Cowboys did make a statement because if beating a 8-1 Vikings team in Minnesota by 37 points isn't a statement, then it's impossible to make a statement in the National Football League, in my mind. Unless you beat the Texans down, who's starting Davis Mills, or unless you beat down the Jags, who are just trying to figure life out right now, if you beat a team by 37 <clears throat> points in their house, you yeah. walked into their house. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that you was big. Put your shoes big. off. Right. Put your feet on their couch. Take eight ball. Right. And they back yard. And they back yard. Open up their friends. Ain't no football man play. Give me your ball. <laughs> Give me your like real talk. If you do all that in the NFL, grown men are fighting for pride. For checks, for families, uh, 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 for followers. Grown men are fighting for all of this, and you beat them down by 37. And, and, and more importantly than that, if the Vikings aren't good in the NFC, then who is? Right. I, all you can say is the Eagles. Yeah. But if the 8-1 and one Vikings that just beat the Bills in Buffalo, if they're not good, then who is? It was it was rhetorical, but I we hope got you a have question. an answer. We have a question over Wait, there. You have a, uh, no, I was going to say, I did say that. I said that. That, they're, that nobody's no, that who, not good? Who is good? Who is good? Correct. And I will say this. this the, the, the margin between great and good in the NFL and even between great and bad in the NFL is not as big as we think. That's I true. know you don't subscribe to any given Sunday, but these are all professionals. Mm -hmm. They all have experience. <clears throat> they're all playing for all those things, as you mentioned. This is not college where there is a, a, a massive gap in coaching and facilities and money. And it's just, and it's, it's, uh, you write stories about these unbelievable teams overcoming these juggernauts. That's not the case. This is the NFL. Right. So I, I, I'm not going to argue that there's some big canyon between the Eagles and everyone else. 
But there is a difference. Mm -hmm. There is a difference to me. And there's a lot of parity around the NFL as a whole this year. I really think it could be anybody's championship. We'll see how it looks when we get to the playoffs. But when you're asking if, like, why I'm not so impressed with it, it is an impressive win. I won't say that. Like, mm -hmm. got to give the Cowboys their flowers. You score that many points and you beat a team down like that. Any team, bad. good or bad in the NFL, it's an impressive win. Oof. Changing my opinion of them, maybe not so much, but it, I don't even know if that's the Cowboys in so much as that, like – doesn't surprise me that the Vikings look like this. Dave, take us home because I look at I that. I look at that win by 37 points. I never lost that bad in the league. You know, I was across four, three different teams, four years shady. I doubt you ever lost that bad in the league. And you play for the Browns yeah, too, you right? Yeah, the, the Browns. Ah, like, I, I don't recall 37 point losses. 35. Now. You lost for 35. But don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but. I don't recall. I don't recall that. Um, Dave, take us home. What statement? We know they made a statement. What statement did they make in your mind? I think the Cowboys' ceiling is higher than any team in the NFC's. Their ceiling. Their ceiling? It's on okay. them to continue to do this. Consistency has always been a problem for the Dallas Cowboys. They got to turn around and play a division game on Thursday night. It's on them to maintain it. But this, this ceiling, that is the ceiling. That is, that's about as well as an NFL team can yeah. play, yeah. honestly. Ah. And it's fitting. I don't know. It came against a common opponent. Like, they took the Eagles' best win and said, hold my beer. Ooh. They did. And so when you see that, when you see them put that on tape, it's awfully enticing. I'm doing everything I can, Joy, not to drink the cool. Because there's a lot of, right there. there's a lot the of time left. They got a higher ceiling than any team in the NFC. I don't know what? if that means they can deliver on they it. They told the Eagles, hold With my that beer. Quarterback? Well, look, speaking of the Eagles, the Eagles won yesterday. So, LaShawn McCoy, he's going to be flying high. The Eagles were flying high. But I'm going to tell you all why this was the most impressive win of the Eagles season. And they got a lot of them. Trust me, you're going to want to hear this. Don't go anywhere. Speak. Take a sip of the Kool-Aid. You know you want to. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back in. Now, in case you were not paying close enough attention, the Eagles got a win yesterday. But it was how they got the win that told me it was their most impressive win of the season. It was only by one point, but y'all got to use context when you think about the Eagles' schedule. Remember, the Eagles got a whole bunch of wins, but who did they do them against? You beat a bad Lions team, a bad Jags team, a bad Cardinals team, a Cowboys team led by Cooper Rush, a bad Steelers team, a bad Texans team. Then the commanders shook up the whole world when they beat the Eagles because it appeared as though we knew the blueprint to beat the Eagles. But the Eagles were so impressive because yesterday, Things started bad. 50 yards rushing is what Jonathan Taylor had. 50 yards rushing in the first drive. But the Eagles said, you know what? We're going to show that up real quick. Keep in mind, they only averaged 15 yards of drive rushing allowed in the first half of their season. So when Jonathan Taylor gets his 50, you think it's going to be all bad. Eagles defense, they put their foot in the ground. Then Jay, uh, Jalen Hurts. He came out there, and he put his foot somewhere else. Fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts, 49 yards rushing, 36 yards passing. Eagles outscore the Colts, 14-3, to and they got busy. 
It was the Eagles' most impressive win of the season, not because the score was super wide, but because Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter put the team on his back. That's right. Because the Colts in the first quarter, they thought they had the Eagles down bad. Because Jalen Hurts had to overcome a 10-point deficit. Because there were clear coaching errors, and the Eagles on the road against one of the hungriest teams in football, led by a first-time head coach. Right. Knew what they had to do when they got it done. LaShawn McCoy, Ooh, you were watching. That was a great job. Appreciate you, my But can you hear that, though? What's that? MVP, MVP. They said MVP <laughs> in Philadelphia, baby. Okay, we're going to talk about that later. But now tell me yeah. this. How impressive was the Eagles win over the Colts? It was so impressive. MVP, Jalen Hurts. Listen, we entered the fourth quarter down 10 points. 10. Let's not forget that. And everybody talked about, oh, can the Eagles win, come, uh, can they have a come from behind win victory? Can Jalen Hurts do it? Can he do it? Yes, he did. In the NFL, you're going to have games where you don't play well. You're going to have some ugly games, some ugly wins. And he found a way to win. Let's think about this for a second. The Colts, just Saturday's first uh, coaching game, right? Mm -hmm. They win the game. Oh, my God. Now everybody loves him. Everybody hated the hire. But soon he won. Oh, he's the answer. So now his first game at home. It was a, first of all, did you know there was a sellout crowd? Yep. Everybody was there. Everybody named Mama. Everybody in the city went to the game. It was a loud environment. And Jalen Hurts, at the end of the game, found a way to win. And now they're screaming, MVP. Woo! I like that. Joy, where are you staying? How impressive was that Eagles win? So impressive. <laughs> oh, man. I, t I didn't want to do this every single week with the Colts, remember? I was going to play the here long we, game. Here we are, though. They made me do it. <laughs> you made me do they it. They made her. Where was the excuse machine this week? Mm. It was very quiet since the game ended. Everyone was like, oh, right. the internet's gone. It's broken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not supposed to beat the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was a very impressive win. And I can, you know, removing the sarcasm that I could obviously spill for the next 45 minutes, we'll talk about how good this Eagles win was. Everything you just said is true. You're not always going to play a perfect game. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Sometimes you're going to struggle all game. The teams that find a way to climb out of that and get that win – are great teams. And this is why I like the Eagles so much. When people push back on what the Eagles are, this is why I defend them. Because they're a complete team. Not only did Jalen Hurts put this team on his back, Shady's absolutely right about that, but this defense was so impressive. It was looking bad early in this game. But to be able to get stops, to, to contain the run, which is a problem, right? Fix that. Yep. Persevere through this game. Come back and win the game on the road. It's a very impressive win. I don't want to hear anything about how bad the Colts were. The Colts were a, a, a coaching phenom and yep. about to shake up the world last week with a win over the Raiders. So I don't want to hear anything about how this, they should have beat them by more. What did I say earlier? The, the, the gap between great and good and bad yep. in this league is very small. That more is so close. It's, yep. it's very small. So this was a very impressive win to me for the Eagles. I think I'm hung up on the word impressive. I think that's where I get lost here because, like, impressive. Lost. Impressive is what the Cowboys did. Yes. Impressive in a, is in a, in a forty way. to three. Yeah, sure. It, it, it's a nice moment, and actually, I'll I'll call you back. I'm I'm doing my homework here on Speak. <laughs> I'll call you back about a month. We were worried that the Eagles weren't going to be battle tested. That yep. they weren't going to have That's these right. moments. That's right. This is what that is. Like, you need moments like this, and it was very encouraging to see Jalen Hurts respond. Like, when nothing else is really working, Colts outplayed them for three out of four quarters. You go to your quarterback and you say. Win us the game. And Jalen Hurts did. And that's what happened. That's very nice. Good job, Dave. Is it impressive, though? Is it impressive what? that you needed fourth quarter heroics to get over 
a middling Colts team with a bad offense. That beat the a Chiefs. Terrible. Okay. That beat the Chiefs. Okay. Well, that was two months ago. Hey, well, hey, the, hey. The Colts hey. are not a good team. I see what hey, you're saying. It's hard. It, you'd be hard pressed to say the Cowboys win was impressive and the Eagles win right. was impressive. That, those two things should not be Fair. the same. I think the Cowboys win was like dominant, embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles win was impressive because, Dave, I'm sitting here like, wait a second. After you give up 50 yards rushing in the first drive and you gave up a ton of rushing yards a week before, which is what cost you the win against the Commanders, you're freaking out. You're like, oh, like, sh- bingo. <laughs> like, in the mind of the player on the bench, you go back to the sideline, you're looking at your tablet, coach is taking you through the plays, and you're freaking out. Because you're sitting here like, okay, Cannon, Dominican, Sue, and Linville Joseph, the players that the Eagles acquired last week to play defensive tackle, were they the right guys? Right. Then you're sitting there like, Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle for the Eagles. Can he do it? Man, we just gave up 50 yards in one drive on average. There are 12 drives come. a game. Right. It's going to be a 300-yard rushing day. So for Dave, them to, in the middle of the game, put the fire out. And then for Jalen Hurts to – because remember, context matters, y'all, at home. Context matters. Jalen Hurts goes down the field. A.J. Brown fumbles. Yep. 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 It's 13 to 10. Jalen Hurts was about to go down the field and likely take the lead. A.J. Brown fumbles. Colts got the ball. They go get three points. Yep. Didn't get six because the defense held them to three. Yeah. Now it's 16 to 10. Jalen Hurts goes down the field again. Again. Game on the line and now scores. So they overcame even shooting themselves in the foot to still win the game. That's what spoke to me, too, five. And when you say impressive wins, right, or, or, or the game in general, like, so for the Cowboys, yeah, it was impressive. They beat down the Vikings. Killed them. Everything yep. that went well for, for the Cowboys, it went well. And everything that went bad for the Vikings went bad. Well, let's switch it here with the Eagles. Everything that went bad for us went bad, right? Driving down, then you get a fumble. Yeah. You know, so it's like. That's two weeks in a row But now. this is my thing. To find a way in the NFL, there's games where you should lose them games, right? But the good teams, them games that should lose, they find a way to be impressive and go out there and get that win. Yeah. And that's what we did. I think the Joy brought this up earlier, and let me hone in on the point. I focus most on this, and I think this is what a lot of people watching football miss. Shady, let me know where you stand. I'm interested to hear where everybody else stands. It's not about how high is your ceiling. The most important thing to me for an NFL team, how high is your floor? Mm-hmm. On your bad days, yep. how good Ooh, do you, there you play? Go. How you look on your bad when you're day? Bad. If, you, if she's looking bad on her bad day, you got a wife for it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was going somewhere else with it. But I get what you're saying. Show. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Different show, but I feel you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I get, what yeah. I mean? Reality oh, TV, right, right. right. I'm still here with you. Don't leave me hanging. I'm still here with you. Uh, big dog. Like, how do the Eagles look when they wake up in the morning and they got crusties in their eyes? Right. And they still look good enough to win the game. Vikings on their bad days look atrocious. Yeah. Get beat by 37 points at home. Get beat down Great by the point. Eagles. But the Eagles on a bad day, when A.J. Brown fumbles in the fourth quarter when you're trying to come back, they still win the game. And that is why I lean into the word on the left side of the table, impressive. That's a really good point. And it goes back to what I said about the Cowboys' ceiling. I don't think the Cowboys have proved that their floor is as high as the Eagles. But this is still two weeks in a row. Fumble issues have been a thing. And I wonder how much the Eagles are going to miss Dallas Goddard as well. Like, I don't think Jalen Hurts is having as much fun out there without what Dallas Goddard brings in the screen game and in the intermediate game. Mm-hmm. And look, they won the game. Catch you right. They won the game. I'm not I'm, – I'm really not trying to hate. I promise, Shady. <laughs> I think You're not trying to hate? It, it was what's – what's, what's a good word? Maybe enlightening. It's enlightening okay. Okay. to see them – 
win like this. And again, with adversity, you know, we've been saying all year, like, oh, they're never behind in the second half. Can they do it? Well, they did. I got to give them credit for that. Thank you. I just don't know if I'm impressed. Joy, three weeks in a row, the Eagles have been tied or trailing at halftime against the Houston Texans with the whole world watching. I believe it was a tied ball game. Last week against the Commanders, I believe they were trailing. If not tied, this week, obviously, they were trailing. How concerned are you? Because there does come a point where it's not cute anymore. Like, coming back from behind is all fun and games until you just don't come back and you're just behind. How concerned are you that for three weeks in a row the Eagles offense doesn't appear to be that same offense you saw against the Steelers when Jalen Hurts was resting by the fourth quarter? Well, I don't expect every game to be like that, though. So, I I, I don't – I think three-game sample size is a is a good sample size. Like, Josh Allen having that three-game stretch was concerning. Correct it. Okay, they did that. That's encouraging. So I think it's something to pay attention to. You can't ignore it if it becomes a pattern, which, is, which it is at this point. Mm-hmm. But they won two of those three games. And one of those games that they lost was a divisional opponent who they see right. all the time. Exactly. So I, while you should pay attention to it and it's concerning, and I am interested to see how they look without Goddard, you have to persevere through these things. So, uh, I mean, th- what everyone's telling me about uh, Jeff Saturday and the Colts, this should be the most impressive win on the, on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, forget, the, forget the Vikings win. This is like, this, is, this was the Super Bowl. She is not wrong. Well, look, the Eagles impressed, <laughs> but there's somebody who didn't. Justin Fields, he's racking up rushing yards, but he's also racking up L's. They lost again. It might be time to worry about one of the young stars of the National Football League. Might he's be. pointing at me. Justin, we pointing at you. Next on Speak. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Earlier today, we were all hanging on the edge of our seats watching USA face Wales in the World Cup opener. The Stars and Stripes struck first with a goal in the 36th minute by Timothy Weah. But after a costly penalty, Gareth Bale tied it up with a penalty kick in the 82nd minute. The U.S. had to settle for a draw. Next up is a huge matchup against England. Cannot freaking wait. Let's go. Let's go. Dave, you were nervous. You weren't paying attention to the show. You was watching a game. Tell me, man, how you feeling? It's it's funny. That's sports in a nutshell. Because, like, going into the game, second youngest roster at the World Cup. Like, Mm. damn near everybody on this team is 24 or younger. Going in, I would have been like, you tell me we're getting a draw. We're going to get a point. I'm in in here, baby. (laughs) We haven't been at the World Cup in eight years. And then you watch how dominant they were in the first half. Like, they, they should have found a way to win that game. It's, it's a little disheartening. Now they got to find a way to get some kind of result against England because uh, it feels like they gave points away. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed. Joy, you're a resident soccer player on the set. Uh, I seen your pictures as a young boy. I seen you. <laughs> she was out there. She was quick. I mean, little feet right around. <laughs> She's doing her thing. <laughs> Little Feet, that's a heck of a nickname. Little Feet? Little Feet. Uh, L- yeah, Little that, feet that was back when I could run. I was fast, uh, but I was a dirty player. Uh, no, I, oh. I agree with Dave. It felt, it felt like we, we let it, an opportunity we slip, slip through. Yeah. Slip through. It would have been nice to have a, an equal dominant performance. But um, England, 
England, here we come, Friday, baby. Black Friday. Yeah, we on England next. One. I, I believe that we will please. win. Please. I believe that we will I'll win. I'll take a draw. I'll, I'll take another win. draw on no, that no, one. No, 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 no. Oh, we want England. No, we want, we want, I'll tell you, you, win. you know we, who would take a draw? We beat England. That's what we do, baby. That's a good point. Who would take a draw? Justin Fields. Because right now, he's just been taking losses. It's been bad. It's getting headlines. Justin Fields, his stats. Now, look, he added 200 more total yards yesterday, but once again, the Bears lost. LaShawn McCoy, every game, he bets against the Bears, and he's been right for like four out of the last five weeks. Justin Hurts, they is apparently in pain. The Bears saying, quote, his shoulder is pretty bad. Chicago lost their fourth straight game. Shady, I'm going to stop talking because you've been preaching to us about Justin Fields. Dave, I know I'm supposed to go to you first, but Shady, Justin Fields, should he get a pass? No pass. You know what's sad? Because on Twitter, they're killing me. You're hating on this guy? I'm not hating America. These are the real stats. In the last eight games, he's one for seven. Listen, if you want Justin Fields for, for uh, uh, fancy football, get him. He's probably the best quarterback. But if you want to win games, it's not the way you win games. Like, guys are open. He's not hitting them. He's not accurate. He can't pass. I mean, like, I think he's a good young quarterback that has to develop. But we can't put him out there. He's a great player, and he's upcoming if he can't do the small things by passing the ball. The simple thing. He has, to get, he has to get it together, man. He's, he's throwing the ball to his line. He's holding the ball, taking sacks. It looks good when he's running the ball, but you can't win like that. I saw Bears Nation was going at your neck on Twitter. They always do. What do you have to say to them now that once again Justin Fields lost his fourth straight game? I'll say this. <clears throat> Bear fans. Uh, to the camera. To the camera. No, no, I don't want to see me. I just want to see Shady. Yeah. See you now. I'm not nervous. So you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Thank you. Not even America. Bear fans, right? He's only thrown the ball for 20 yards once this whole year, right? I mean, if you want to win, they keep talking about putting pieces around them. The real piece to do this, go out there and get a quarterback. Obviously, you're going to have a first-round draft pick. Obviously. Go get one of them young boys coming out. It's Ohio State, Alabama. It's a couple guys, right? Go out there and get your quarterback. And then you add some pieces around him. A guy can throw the ball. Please. If you want to win this game, your quarterback can't keep running around like that. He's going to get hurt. I played with a guy named Michael Vick. Now, Michael Vick can throw the ball. But when he would run a lot, he would get nicks, his hand, his shoulder, his rig. So let's stop running as much and start throwing the ball. If not, he's young and fast and elusive, but the injuries start adding up. So, Barry fans, don't kill me. Go get your quarterback. Hey, Shady says... Unless you want to play fantasy football. I like fantasy football. I was, I was a dog in my dad's fantasy football. Hey, Shady said, don't kill him. He's a messenger. In all seriousness, though, I believe Justin Fields is starting to get that Justin treatment. Maybe it's just the name, but he's starting to get that Herbert treatment. He gets a pass because of the miraculous. Remember, Justin Herbert in year one did some miraculous things with his arm. Yeah. Justin Fields in year two is now doing miraculous things with his legs. But here's what frustrates me. He threw a pick to lose the game yesterday. Last week against the Lions, the only video you all saw on social media and on television shows was his 67-yard touchdown run. But why did that exist? Because he threw a pick six the drive before. It's 24-17. Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, 11 minutes left. Fields, take eight minutes down the clock. Run your little four-minute offense. Go down, get a field goal. Be up by 10, you win. Win the game. Instead, you throw a pick six to your old college teammate, Jeff Okuda. Now, you got to run so fast on the next drive that your hamstring's tight. Mm -hmm. So I cannot give Justin Fields a pass because I can't give Justin Herbert a pass. I will praise you when it's time to praise you. But I will also call you out when it's time to call you out. Y'all ready for y'all ready for a take that's gonna make you pretty mad? If you I just keep, if you just keep it real. Oh, I'll keep it real. Okay. I'll right. keep it real. That's real. All I need from you. Justin Fields could lose out, and I would give him a pass. 
Wow. Here's the thing. Well, he likes Dak, though. Wait, so wait, wait. First of all, Dak Prescott wins. You can't argue with that. Let's save that. Here's, here's the thing. Like, what, what, are, what are the expectations for Justin Fields this year? That's my – like, what did you expect from the Chicago Bears? Be honest. Unless you got a Mike Ditka tattoo, it, you were saying four wins or less. That was the expectation for this team. They were one of, like, two or three teams in a wide-open NFC where we were like, we don't have to worry about those guys. They don't have the horses. It's year two. There's nothing there. They traded away the best players on their roster. Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith are gone. They got Chase Claypool. Cool. Y'all know as well as I do, it takes time for somebody to acclimate to a new team. This isn't a good football team. This is a very young quarterback who's trying to learn how to play in the NFL. I'll give the Bears credit for this. They adjusted their offense, and it actually looks watchable. That is a step in the right direction. Now... They probably need to readjust it the other way because, Shady, you're, you're right to some degree. He's running too much now. Mm-hmm. He, it's, it's too much. He's taking hits. He's, got, he's worried about his hamstring. He's getting hit on the shoulder, all that type of stuff. It, it, like, at some point, you've got to hang out in the pocket and throw or else you're just going to take too much of a beating. But I admire the way that the Bears are sort of making this thing work. Like, they're scoring 24, 27 points in games. Their offense looks passable. He looks a hell of a lot better now than he did at the start of the season. These are good things. You talk about Justin Herbert. What did we say all during the lead-up to this year? It's year three. They surrounded him with talent. This is where the rubber meets the road. That's not where Justin Fields is in his development as a quarterback. So I, I don't get the hate, all, to, to be completely honest with you. I told y'all y'all wouldn't like it. I told y'all y'all wouldn't like it. Uh, I mean, I like Justin Fields more than most, certainly the most on this show. But we talked about this last week with how much he was running, and everyone was getting very excited about it. And what I said last week is what I'm going to say now. It's not a good thing. It's not good to encourage bad habits, especially in young players. It's great that he has the ability to run, but that should be something that you use when you need it, not because you have to. So that's where I would say I don't like what the Chicago Bears are doing with this offense. I don't care that you're scoring points. This, this particular year, especially with the Chicago Bears, because they have no expectations, they have a new head coach, they have a new GM, they don't really have anyone uh, on the offensive side that would make you stop and be like, they, these two should be connecting. And, and putting up big numbers. So develop him as a quarterback. I love a dual threat quarterback, but you can't dual implies you can do both. And, and he's not, he's not having, he's not being developed as a pocket passer at all. But and I know he's you. capable of doing that because we saw it in college. Let me lean into Shady's side for a second though, Joy, because a lot of times our verbiage on over is our protecting fields. Now, unless we are intentionally protecting the guilty, but it's like develop him as a pocket quarterback. Hey, that pick yesterday, I can't blame that on development of coaches. That pick yesterday, I just got to look at Fields and say, he he jumped to throw it. I'm just like, you just got to be better. That Boy. pick to Jeff Okuda the week before, you just got to be better. Like, there comes a point in time, Joy, where I, that used to be my language. Like, man, he just got to develop him. That's got to blah, blah, blah. Media, but, you media driven. But I'm now I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I can't blame nobody else. But Fields, like, if you're one of his teammates, Sadie, one of the skill positions, let's make you David Montgomery, who works his tail off He's week in and week out. Man. How are you feeling as a teammate of Justin Fields? Well, I know he's going to get a lot of carries, right? So you're kind of happy about that. But as far as, like, seeing the offense doing well, you can't see it. When, you, when, he, when, when, when David Montgomery watches tape on, on, what, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever it is, 
He's like, man, we're doomed, right? We're running the ball well. They run the ball well. They get, it's like, what, six games or five games with 200 mm -hmm. yards? And we can't throw one-on-one -on -one passes? They gonna get one-on-one -on -one opportunities to run the ball so well. So it's like, how can we win? Our quarterback can't throw, right? And I'm not, I'm not saying he can't throw like, oh, he has, doesn't have the talent, because I don't know that, right? I'm just saying, when I watch the tape, he's not making the right reads. He's not throwing the ball well at all. So running back, I'm pissed off, because now I'm gonna see eight in the box every game. That, please. But that's, that's why, that's why I don't like the way that this offense is going. I get it. It gives you a better opportunity to win. Mm -hmm. But you're not winning. <laughs> so so what, what is the value add here? Just like it's, it, it, it makes it it's more cool, palatable right? yeah, for yeah, fans. Right. You're getting some social media highlights. Like, if you are in a crucial position right now as, as, as you are at the Chicago Bears. Okay. We've seen teams uh, struggle a little bit. Second-year quarterbacks struggle a little bit. We're not sure if they're the franchise guy. Very rarely do you know if you have the franchise guy in the second year. You've right. got to be really, really good as soon as you get into the league. That's very rare. So usually you're still in a development phase. But if he's really not this good as a passer and you're going to move on, shouldn't you, like, find out for real? Stop encouraging him to run just so you can be a little bit more competitive? Because yeah. if you're going to move on from him after this year, which I don't necessarily think they should, but if that's even a, a, a concept that's out there, then you have to know. But wait, them, them runs, hold up. Them runs they got are all not just quarterback-driven runs. A lot of runs was him in the pocket, right, or him rolling out the passing ball and then takes off. So the coach ain't dialing that up. And if think about this, if you're a skill position like a wide receiver, you don't want to go to Chicago and play with that. Hell no, I ain't going boom. You don't want to, you don't, so when they say get more talent, you don't want to play there. We talked about this last week, though. You draft guys. You know, I mean, not everybody gets to have a say. So now you, you, you got to so you you develop them. The interesting thing about it, like, we, we've got both sides of this because the Bears' offense now is not what it was. Right. Go back to the beginning of the season. They're winning ugly freaking games against San Francisco in a hurricane. They're losing 27-10 to the Packers. They're fail like the, what was the score of the Commanders game like 12 to 7? It was yeah, something yeah. disgusting. <laughs> the Bears were not watchable. And I agree like at this point we've gone too far where you need to protect Justin Fields. He can't be taking hits like this. But if you're going to tell me that I have a bad roster and we're going to win 5 games or less, would you rather do it trying to plug him in as a traditional pocket passer, scoring one touchdown a game, being the laughing stock of the league looking awful? Or would you rather try to finagle it to build up this guy's confidence, to score points? I'd rather lose having fun than lose saying, oh, my God, how did we finish with 90 yards of offense? See, I, I would rather lose developing Justin Fields or at least finding out if he can develop into something that's going to be functional and win big games next year. I agree with everything that's happening this year, but what's, what Justin Fields is right now is not about this year. It's really about next year when he's in his third year and he's supposed to be playing like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. That is true. To, uh, mm. And Jalen Hurts, which you, right now seems very far off. You know what else I find fascinating, and we'll, we'll have to dive that's more into this point. tomorrow. I find this fascinating. I think about the coaches of these dominant running type quarterbacks. Ron Rivera, he wasn't a quarterback. John Harbaugh. Wasn't a quarterback. Matt Eberflus was a former linebacker coach for the Dallas Cowboys, then turned D.C. Oftentimes, you know how to protect a player if you know what it's like to be that player or be at that position. Okay. But I can see Matt Eberflus, the head coach of the Bears, being like, oh, yeah, yeah, just kind of run, Justin. Because he's never been in that position mm -hmm. of having those hamstrings tight while simultaneously have to make a three-step, five-step, or a seven-step drop. Ron Rivera, Cam Newton. 
Yeah, he can take those hits. But Ron Rivera was on the 85 Bears that are most known for a nasty defense. Yeah, right, right. I think about Harbaugh was a special teams coach is how he came to be. So, Lamar Jackson, you want to run? Go out there and run. But as Joy's already said, and I agree with wholeheartedly, man, that's fool's gold if you think that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl. Coming up, the Patriots. They caused drama with the Jets. They beat them on a walk-off special teams play. Oh, man. Bill Belichick, he's currently going to make the playoffs. How? We got to talk about that next on Speed. He's the greatest. Right? Ain't retired. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. to the NFL. Patriots, they did not put up a whole lot of offense yesterday. But neither did the Jets. I don't know if y'all are watching the game. It was pure chaos. What you're watching on the screen right there is a walk-off punt return. The last time I saw that, Deshaun Jackson versus the New York Giants in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Pure chaos. Bill Belichick's squad has now won three straight games and is a miraculous six in four. Dave, I will be honest. I said before the season, this season was going to force Bill Belichick into retirement. Now, I still got some thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts. How impressive is a 6-4 and four start by Belichick? I think it's incredibly impressive because, look, before I didn't think he was going to retire, but before the season, I thought the Patriots were one of a handful of teams in the AFC that we didn't need to bother talking about. I don't know how good your quarterback is. You got no talent to speak of on offense. You got shown the door in the playoffs last year by 30 points. I just kind of wrote him off. And here they go again. I, I got a soft spot in my heart for a boring, middling team that just keeps finding ways to win games. And that is exactly what the New England Patriots are. Yeah, we go. Considering what they don't have, I'm incredibly impressed by what's going on with the Patriots. Joy, where do you stand? How impressive? Miraculous. Right. We are throwing around that word impressive today, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. We got to find some other adjectives throwing here. around. I was throwing around. We got to find something Too else. Too liberally? Uh, yes, very liberal with impressive. Uh, no, I'm not impressed. I think I actually, I think it just dawned on me why I feel this way about Bill Belichick. Because I've watched him for 20 plus years torture the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East. And so I'm traumatized by it. And I will mm. never forget <laughs> those experiences. So I can't just write him off. I, I'm not, I don't think it's miraculous or, or that impressive because this is what Bill Belichick does. It's not that anything he's doing is, for, for lack of a better word, impressive because he is consistently good. He's good to great depending on the talent that he has. Has he been as good as, Tom, as the Tom Brady years since Tom left? No, but I think we all gave him gave him a, 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 you know, a little buffer year after the greatest player that's ever played the game leaves your organization. We'll give mm-hmm. you all a pass, right? We can all agree that's a little bit of an adjustment period to, to do. I mean, Mike Tomlin's been, first year without Ben Roethlisberger. No one's freaking out about what's happening in Pittsburgh. We can, we can apply reason every once in a while, <laughs> even though we're normally hysterical. But let's just take a step back and look at what Bill Belichick has done. Since 2020, including the cam year, the Patriots are 23-20. and 20. That's a better record than the Eagles, the Niners, the Chargers, and the Bengals. 
Say, I'm sorry, oh, say that one more time. That is a stat, Joy Taylor. I, I didn't hear you say it. Since 2020? Since 2020. Okay. That includes the Cam Newton year. Shady was being close. Right. No, I'm, okay. just trying, I'm just trying to figure out. I, I didn't hear you. The Patriots are 23 and 20. Yeah. Wins, losses. That's a better record than the Eagles, who are not far behind, 22, 20 and 1. The Niners, scrappy Niners, 21 and 21. The great coach, you know. Chargers, 21 and 22. And the Bengals, 20, 22, and 1. They played in the Super Bowl. So for as much as we try to dump on and retire Bill Belichick, and I'm not impressed with anything that the Patriots have going on there. I mean, you watch this game. This game was torture. And then they pull it out of the end because they just have a better coach and, or whatever, and they just managed to get it done. There's nothing really spectacular about the way that you won this game unless you're a Patriots fan. But Bill Belichick wins games. Yeah. I, I would say I'm so impressed by what Bill Belichick is doing for this reason. This is not a talented roster, right. not at like, all. I would argue that outside of the undefeated season, 07-08, that Patriots team, this might be Bill Belichick's most impressive season through 10 games. And here is why I would say that. Bill Belichick's rosters usually have Hall of Famers. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. That was just two you automatically had on offense. Then you have the Randy Moss years. Then on defense, you might have Richard Seymour. You might have Teddy Bruschi. You might have Asante Samuel. You might have Dante Hightower. You might have Patrick Chung. You might have Vince Wilfork. This roster ain't got that. This roster got Bailey Zappi. This roster has Hunter Henry. This roster has Nelson Aguilar. Like, this roster has no future Hall of Famer except maybe special teams player Matthew Slater, and they are 6-4. and four. For that reason, sitting there at the sixth seed, ahead of the likes of the Jets, ahead of the likes of the Chargers, that, I would say, is why I'm impressed because of what he's doing it with. But, Shady, I know you're passionate about Bill. You impressed? No, uh, I mean, you're saying impressive, right? I'm not impressed by it at all, right? Especially when we talk about the best coach we've ever seen. They say that this guy is the best coach has ever coached in the NFL, right? That's what you all, everybody believes this. And I don't see what's impressive about it. They're six and four, the tie with last in the AFC East, right? right I guess they the just, they just yep. beat the Jets, so they're in front of them. But I mean, they're six and four. The, the, you watched that game yesterday? Did y'all watch that game? Yes, it was a terrible game. That looks so great to you. That's so impressive. Y'all won by a, 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 a walk off punt return. The game looked bad. We talk about how Belichick develops talent. He develops all these players. Who? You got a freshman quarterback. He looks bad. I don't see no developments. I, okay, and then y'all want to throw these numbers around, right? Oh, he's 6-4. So impressive. <laughs> they beat the Jets twice. Zach Wilson mm -hmm. as the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 80, what, 80 yards last, last night? 77. Come on, man. That's so impressive. You beat the Colts. That's three wins. You beat uh, the Browns, Detroit. And, and Trubisky at quarterback with the Steelers. Is that impressive? But see, this isn't – like, you're, well, you can argue the quality of victory when we're trying to figure out who's better between the Eagles and the Cowboys. But, like, good teams. This is, well, that's, the whole, that's my whole point. This is a bad roster. No, this no, is no, a no, team no, no, that no, no, should no, no. lose to the Jets the, the, both the, times. The, 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 and they swept them. He's not wrong. I'm just saying – They won a the game – it was 3-3 the whole they, game. But they, they, had, but they won the game. Stack this how about, Patriots how about this? roster up with the rest of the league, and there can't be more than, like, four See, teams. See, this, this is the problem, though. The problem is, the when it comes to Belichick, everybody in the world, right, us included, not me, but everybody else, they give him these passes because he's, he's done so much so well. But the truth is, that, no, that dude in, in, in Tampa, he was the big reason why. Now he's gone. This is what, the, this is what he would have looked like his whole career. 
Just right here. But I have a question for you. What's your Shay? question? I have a question. What's your question? What coach in the National Football League could currently have that Patriots roster at six and four? I think that's the point Dave's trying to make. I can have a lot of coaches that can do that. Who? Who? Don't say Andy because Andy needs a core eight quarterback. I would argue Mike Tomlin. But, Mike Tomlin, but, 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 even, but even Mike can't do it with Pittsburgh right now. I would now. also say that Mike's – well, it's his first year without Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to do anything. We've seen what Mike Tomlin has done with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph before. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm going to be Tomlin. I would sure. argue Mike Tomlin, but Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach. Correct. Right. And I, 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 I would want to give Tomlin – See, but hold on. But, but seriously, though, you got to put the schedules on the screen. You so sure do. So you can't have started out there. What, what other coach can do this? Well, hold up. Let's take it back, Acho. Take it back. Acho. Take it back, You got to look at the team who they playing. Take it back. For you to be so great. The, the same with their roster is so bad with the Patriots. These, these teams is bad. All the good teams you lost to. True. Good quarterbacks because the Bears are Come lost. on. Like Miami, you, go, you lost to them. You're yep. going to lose to them again. Yep. Right? Two and never even lost to Belichick. I ain't going to talk about that. Uh, who else they lose to? Bears. Oh, they lost to the lost Bears. Lost Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and yep. they lost to Lamar Jackson. Anybody that's a good team, you're going to lose to. But here's my question, big dog. The Jets beat the Bills, and you know what the Bills have. No, 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 no. The Bills beat the Bills. Okay, come on. That's fine. If they play that type of game like that, run the ball as be conservative. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Naheem Hines at this point, plus Singletary, plus plus Dawson Knox. Where are we going with this? Plus Edmonds on the upper, plus Milano, plus Von Miller, a lot of talent. Uh, plus Poirier. That's a lot of talent. They lost to a Jets team that the Patriots have now beaten twice. Different, twice. Different styles of football. Sure. I feel like every time when, when, when good teams lose in the NFL, really good teams, since my experiences, they beat themselves. The Colts, or I'm sorry, the, the Chiefs lost. Mm-hmm. They, they lost to... The Colts. Um, the Colts. Yep. They, they beat themselves. The Bills. Every time the Bills lost, they beat themselves. Josh Allen is getting crazy. What coach could have the Patriots six and four? I heard Joy's answer. You okay. Don't say I, Andy Reid. Don't you dare say Andy Reid. How about this? If you look at that division, I still have I got, no answer. Hold on, hold on. I got, Sha- I got Sean McDermott winning, going over winning games. He's a good coach, a real good coach with, with, with great habits of winning. And I, and I got uh, – and I'm going to the Dolphins. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. They both no. got good Why not? No, they have. Man, bump, bump the quarterbacks. Listen, man. Bump the quarterbacks. Think about the talent they need. Listen, this is. Think this, about the talent that McDaniel needs to make things go. So what, make, so what makes Belichick so much better than these coaches? All I'm saying That's is. That's my this. question, Neil. Belichick is a great defensive mind. Y'all know how I feel about him as a head coach. But if you can win games 10 to 3, if you can pick on the little men, then pick on the little men. He's beat Zach Wilson. He's beat Zach Wilson. He's beat Sam Ellinger. He's beat Mitch Trubisky. He's beat Jacoby Brissett. Pick on all, them little all, men. Oh, bums. Real quick. Can, can, can can we see the um, schedule? It's two seconds. Real quick. They're, they're finished, they're, their last schedule of yep. who they play. Because guess what? <laughs> they're not making the playoffs if there's any good teams on there. They play the Bills again. Let me see. You know I'm lying. <laughs> okay. They, they're not going to beat the Vikings. Bills, they're not going to beat the Bills. Raiders, uh, it's a toss-up. Yeah, it's going to Depending if my cousin plays Colt McCoy's. If, if little man plays Kyler Murray, they're going to win. Probably because he Raiders. Know, he gets, it's gonna be tough. Raiders might be a close game. They're gonna lose to the Bills. Our Bills again. They play them Bengals, twice. Dolphins. Bengals and the, they go. They don't want the playoffs. I'm saying right now they're not going to the playoffs. That's not I the flex that, that you think it is. Though. But I, here's the thing. Come on, man. How, how can you say he's that, the best coach we've ever seen? You say he's got a better record than the Eagles since Tom Brady yeah. left. He's barely 500 since Tom Brady left. He's above 500. Barely. He's above 500. Okay, well, I'm done talking about it. <laughs> okay. y'all, 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 y'all want to love this guy. He's so great. If you can put a lot of coaches in his shoes and they'll do the same thing. I, I don't. Six, I don't and, six and four, that. ain't that great? When that become so great? We're six and four. Like, what? They're better than a lot more talented. Yeah, well, well, they and they play a lot of bums. Better better record. I'll say this. They have a better record than a lot more talented teams have right now. The, the Detroit Lions, Cleveland, 
What, did he look what at do you think Belichick could do with the, the Raiders roster? Coming up, we have big news in the Big Apple. I told y'all Bill Belichick got quarterbacks out here on, on the hot seat. Come on, man. Zach Wilson look is no longer safe. You're going to want to hear this little breaking look, look, look at this guy, though. He don't want to throw the ball. No, I'm scared. He want he to he he play punter. He don't want to pass. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back, family. Now, look, Zach Wilson had a rough, rough outing yesterday. 77 yards passing. 77 yards. It was atrocious. But after the game, things got even worse. You got to hear what he had to say. Take a listen. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you you feel like you let the defense down? No. Now, look, there's breaking news in New York with the Jets. Head coach Robert Sala, he said he's not committing to Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback moving forward, saying, quote, we're keeping everything on the table. Remember, Zach Wilson struggled terribly, and now he's not even getting a commitment. Let me get this off my chest first. Dave asked me during commercial break how I would feel if my quarterback said, no, I I, I don't take the blame. I'm dying to know. One, I am offended that Zach Wilson is so ignorant and so arrogant that he would believe he's not to blame for that loss. 77 yards passing in a legitimate game, not a quarter of a game, not a half of a game, in a legitimate NFL football game when you are a top five draft pick, it's embarrassing. And it's even more embarrassing to go up to a podium and not take full responsibility for it. Hey, when you are a leader, you have to lead in taking responsibility. You have to lead in taking heat. You have to lead in taking blame. And Zach Wilson is leading in nothing. It was all fun and games when we were saying he got that dog in him during the summer talking nonsense about nonsense of social media. But when it's real and you got dogs coming after you like Matthew Judon and all you got is 77 yards to show for it, that is pathetic. And I cannot even understand how you can fix your lips at a podium to say it's not your fault. Shady? <laughs> I liked it. You liked what? I, I liked his answer. He's sticking to it. Listen, he's not playing well. I don't think he's a good, court- I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't know if you guys do, but... He thinks he's a good quarterback. So is it your fault? No, it wasn't. It wasn't my fault. And, I, and if a guy's going to stay on his own two like that, I got to respect it. Uh, I got to respect it. No. I would, Why? I'll ask you this, right? Now, he played bad. It was obvious Terrible. he played bad. Terrible. But there's a lot of great quarterbacks that don't take blame. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers ever say he played bad. Was it his fault? And, and this year is a lot of his fault. But we criticize him for that all the time. Hey, but look, I mean, this guy ain't no MVP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This guy, it's not the obvious for him. He's not an MVP. Listen, Zach Wilson, if you believe that, brother, that's what it is. No. That's what it is. No, I will not allow that. That's what it is. I'm coming into his shot to say I will not allow that. If Justin Justin Fields had 77 yards passing and 16 yards rushing. He did that before. before. If he had 77 yards passing and 16 yards rushing, you wouldn't even show up to work to talk about it. You would be so disgusted by the performance, you would say, I'm not talking about Justin Fields no more. I need you to keep it a buck when talking about Zach Wilson. All I'm saying is this, man. I don't think he's. I don't think he's playing well. I don't think he's a super good quarterback in the second year. I don't think so. But what I will say is, the brother got confidence. <laughs> in the NFL, you need confidence. And he's saying, "Look, it ain't my fault." Did I what? do that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We don't know. Nice. It might. It nice. might be the. It might be the coach's uh, play calling. Stop. 
Stop. You never know what I'm it might done. be. No, I'm done. I'm oh, done. Come on. You I'm can, done. He's, he's shaggy now? <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Come when on. When I threw that interception? It wasn't, it wasn't me. me. <laughs> oh, good. That was good. It was you, Zach. Be confident. We watched it. You are not going to gaslight us. <laughs> he is last in completion percentage, last in passer rating, Man. last in touchdown to interception ratio. <laughs> And the third worst in passing yards per game in 2020. Uh, that's hard to defend. <laughs> if it was a court, he is going to jam. <laughs> Whoa. The glove fits. Yeah. Look, I think oh we've got to look at the, the 2021 uh, draft and kind of reassess all, a lot of these guys. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Yeah, that's Not really feeling a whole, great about the trajectory of, of their careers at this point. And Zach, we had, you know, he had a nice, uh, he had an active summer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Won some people over with right. his activities. Yeah. If you're into that Never sort of thing. Ages. Right. Um, sure. And it, it, they looked good at times. Like there was, they looked like a legitimate competitive team this year. I've never been, I was never really high on Zach Wilson. Even, even coming into the draft, I don't like the whole gunslinger thing. I don't, I don't, that doesn't inspire me when you're talking about NFL football. It's really fun in college. I like accuracy. To right. me, accuracy, uh, physical ability, how intelligent you are, that to me matters more in college. I feel like that's more uh, transferable to the NFL because right. the game gets faster. You start yeah. having to process a lot more. Where and how you can put the ball really matters. I think that's why two is having so much success mm -hmm. right yep. now. Smart. When you can accuracy is so important in the NFL. What what was even happening yesterday with Zach Wilson? So it's not surprising to me that they're like, we don't know if he's the guy now. Dave, where do you stand on head coach for the Jets? Week 11, 12 of an NFL season, saying he is not committing to his top three quarterback, his quarterback that was drafted over Mac Jones, drafted over Justin Fields, drafted over a plethora of other quarterbacks not being committed, where do you stand? Good for him. The Jets have a chance to make the playoffs. And, like, honestly, uh, if, like, what, what is getting in their way of doing it? It is their quarterback. He threw for 77 yards. I'm not ready to put him in jail, Shady, but I would absolutely <laughs> want to have a talking to with this guy, especially if I was a Jets defender. You know how easy it is to just say – I've got to play better. I played like crap. Yeah. Josh Allen did it two weeks ago when they lost to this Jets team. Josh Allen's a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson is. So that's for starters. But literally, look at this Jets team. Quarterback is the number one thing in the way of them making the playoffs. I'm not saying that Mike White and Joe Flacco are the answer. Those are the two other options on the Jets roster right now. But if you think you can shake it up and get better quarterback play, you should. This is the Jets. They haven't been to the playoffs in a decade. They've been the laughing stock of the league. Like, you, you're not pulling the plug on Zach Wilson's career by benching him, but if you're giving yourself a better chance to make the playoffs, you absolutely should. And the defense is playing well. Amazingly. So you're really being disrespectful to, like, to the other guys to, to put him out there again with the performances that they're putting up. Like, you're basically saying you don't care about winning. If he's saying it's not his fault and the defense is clearly playing well. Yeah, say what you will. Joe Flacco clearly is not the same guy, but he has been used to quarterbacking defenses that are elite, even though he himself may not be elite. We'll see what happens in New York. Well, speaking of New York, former Giant superstar receiver and uh -huh. last year with the Rams, Odell Beckham. He is a hot commodity. There are two teams in the running for Odell. Dallas being one of them. Find out the other when we return. It's only two now. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, family? We got to take y'all home by checking in on our social life. Odell Beckham, he was watching the Cowboys game yesterday. He said they went crazy today, I emoji. Then Michael Parsons, he had the quote tweeted, look. Come on then, eyes, 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 eyes. Cowboys got the Giants this week in Dallas. Dave Hellman will be there. Dave, talk to me. Odell Beckham to the Cowboys or the Giants. What makes more sense? Those are the two destinations. One of the teams is good and the other one's not. You see, oh. you see the Giants yesterday. I'm, is that is that too harsh? A little. Well, is that too harsh? Seven three is not good. Odell does play wide receiver. So I mean, but do you want to catch passes from Dak Prescott or Danny Dimes? Yeah. Yes. What's the Odell. Stop it. Stop it. Odell, the Cowboys are missing a deep threat. That's all. The downfield attack is the only thing that's missing. Odell, I know you I know you want to play for the Cowboys, Odell. <laughs> Beat your old team and then come join your new team on Thursday. Let's go. Oh, it's going to be fascinating, this Odell watch. Well, look, that's it for us. Y'all go watch some college basketball. That's next. Right.